Well, you know what that means. It's time to expose the money lies. Let's get started. I am sure you've seen it happen before. Someone spreads a rumor that gets blown way out of proportion. The story gets more and more twisted as it makes its way through the rumor mill until it barely resembles anything even remotely close to the truth. What I want to ask you is what's the truth about you and your business and how do you know it's true? What are the sources that you're relying on for that truth? How do you know if you can trust those sources? I'm Jill the Money Coach. I am not enough. That was the truth for most of my life. That was my truth. It was what was operating in the background for me, just like a computer virus, undetected for so many years. It was my money lie. What's a money lie? Well, if you've been listening to this podcast for very long, you know what a money lie is, but I'll tell you anyway. It's a limiting belief that keeps you from getting what you truly want and what you truly desire, whether that's more time, whether that's more money, whether that's more connection, or really anything you happen to want in your life or business. Now, I am not enough is a money lie that kept me small and invisible and powerless to create what I was truly capable of. Every time I tried something big, I would get scared and shrink back. Or I would push, 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 and then exhaust myself and I would have to coast for a while. You know, because I was believing I'm not enough to do that. And I had so much evidence that it was true. Because a lot of the evidence I was creating for myself. But what makes something true is not the evidence you have or even how true it feels. What matters is what you want to be true. Do you want it to be the truth? So if that is is one of your money lies, I am not enough, do you want it to be true that you're not enough? Where does that leave you? If that's the truth, then where do you go from there? Or do you want it to be a lie? Which one will make what you want more possible? Which one will make what you want more likely, more inevitable? If you're believing I'm not enough, or if whatever you're believing won't ever lead to your more, whatever that more is, if it won't lead to the life that you truly desire for yourself, for your family, if it won't lead to the impact you want and the money you want to make, then I am just offering as a consideration that it might be a lie. What if it were a lie? What would be possible for you if it were a lie? Whatever you're believing that is getting you the results you currently have, what if it were a lie? What would be possible for you? If it could be a lie, how could you gather evidence for it being a lie? Like what questions would you ask? You know, if you were to put that lie up on the stand in the courtroom, how would you interrogate that lie? How would you question it? How would you find the other evidence that it's a lie? And so that's what I did with my money lie that I'm not enough. I considered, can I build a case for believing I am enough that is just as strong as the lie that I've been believing all my life? 
And if I were going to give this consideration its day in court, if I was going to build a case and take it to court that this is actually a lie, that I am truly enough, if I'm going to build a case for I am enough, how would I gather evidence for that? Well, one of the things that I would do is, is build awareness. What's the source of the alleged lie? Is it reliable? Where did my source get it? For my money lie, it came from people I loved. That's why I never questioned it. I mean, it was actually interpretation of something someone else did or other people would have, you know, other people did. But what other people did is based on a feeling, which is based on a thought, which is also in question. So is that something that I want to rely on? Is that a source that I want to trust for this thing that I am making my truth? Because you got to think about, you know, you, you have a life that's riding on it. Not that it's a life or death situation, but the life you want, the life you truly desire, the life you've dreamed of for yourself or your family, that's what's riding on this. So do you want to trust that source, that unconfirmed, unvalidated, potentially unreliable source for giving you the life that you truly want? So maybe you really want to question whether or not that's a valid source before you just blindly trust it. So money lies feel true. They don't feel like lies, but when you keep believing them as if they're the truth, they can turn your life into a lie, which is what they did. my money lie did for me. It turned my life into a lie because you're capable of so much more than the money lie would have you believe. So if you're ready to detect some money lies, let's talk about what that looks like. I am Jill, the money coach. I am well known as the master of money lies, as a seeker of the truth. But I became this because that's what I wanted to be true, not because that's what felt true to me at the time. What felt more true was Back to that money lie, I am not enough. What felt more true is I'm not really a big deal. But both of those were money lies. So money lies, anything you're believing as if it were the truth that only leads you to more evidence of that lie and does not lead you to whatever it is you really, really, really want. And this was so true for me, and it has been so true for so many of my clients. We keep believing these stories, and when we keep believing these stories, it keeps us from getting what we want. So if we want a business that's successful, it keeps us from that. If we want to build a business that doesn't take over our life, it prevents us from that. If what we want is to create a big impact in the world, it can keep us small and keep us from doing the big thing. So think back to anything you, where any time that you didn't get what you wanted. So I want you to kind of think back and get that in your mind. And then when you have it, think about how, why you didn't get what you wanted. Now, my guess is you didn't get what you wanted because you didn't believe you would. 
Now that belief or the lack of belief in, in believing that you would was probably subconscious. And that's probably why you didn't even realize that that's the reason you didn't get what you wanted. But you didn't get what you wanted, right? That's what I asked you to think about. Think back to a time when you didn't get what you wanted. You didn't get what you wanted. What were you believing that led you to that evidence? What were you believing that led you to not getting what you wanted? Or another way to think about it is what were you forgetting to believe that didn't lead you to the evidence that you wanted, that didn't lead you to the result you wanted? Because whatever we believe, that's the evidence we'll find. And the evidence we find will determine our results. It will reinforce those beliefs and it will keep us acting in a way that gets us the results that match the evidence that we're finding, that match the belief that we're believing. You know, it, during that time when you didn't get what you wanted, what questions were you asking? Were you asking questions that led you to the evidence that led you to what you wanted? Or were you asking questions that led you to the evidence that was confirming the belief? Because this, is, this was so true for me throughout my life. I believed I was not enough and I had a lot of evidence for it. So guess what I kept producing? Guess what I kept getting? I had the belief that I was not enough. I am not enough. So guess what I kept getting? Not enough. Guess how I kept showing up as not enough? Completely invisible. You know, just depending on the day. Some days I was showing up not enough. Somebody, some days I wasn't showing up at all. Or I was showing up, but not in a way that was um, standing in my true power. So. Um, this lie of the money or this money lie that I'm not enough was so subconscious for me that I didn't realize for a long time that that's what I believed. And that's, that's really, really true about a lot of money lies. A lot of the money lies that my clients believe, a lot of the money lies that I help them detect and expose and then master, uh, they don't even realize that they're believing them until we detect and expose them. And we do that in a lot of different ways. Now, I've, un I've uncovered a lot of the things that I believe that have turned out to be lies. And so, um, and <clears throat> what I hear from a lot of people is that this term money lies doesn't necessarily resonate with them because, and the reason is because this stuff is so subconscious and because they don't see them as lies. But it's just like that computer virus. You don't see the computer virus, but that doesn't mean that it's not there. You just haven't detected it yet. And so I really wanted to take a few minutes to explain more about kind of why I see these in this way. Um, so you may have heard the story before, but I went to Byron Katie's nine day school for the work back in 2018. And this was before I went through certification training at the life coach school. And that lie that I've been talking about is the biggest aha that came out of going to the nine day school for the work. It was the detection of that lie. I'm not enough. 
And I'll tell you, even when I found it, it was really still hard for me to see it as a lie. I didn't see it as a lie. I I didn't call it a lie. And even when I was questioning it, it was so hard for me. And um, if you're, I don't know if you're familiar with Byron Katie's The Work, but there's four questions. And one of those questions is, who are you when you believe the lie? When you believe whatever the, the belief is, in this case, uh, I'm not enough. And I could easily, I mean, I had a whole list of things that I found when I was, you know, when I was being not enough, because I could see, I could see so many things throughout my life that I was doing as a result of that belief. But when it, the next question after that is, who would you be without the lie? Who would you be without the belief, I am not enough? And that one really stumped me. I sat there for the longest time just trying to, I was like racking my brain. I'm like, I don't get it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't, you know, the, that's the, what kept, that's what my brain kept coming up with. I don't know, you know, and we're, that's never a good enough answer, right? So, I mean, I just kept sitting there waiting for the answer to come to me. And finally it did. And it was like a lightning bolt hit me. I was like, oh my gosh, that seems so simple now that I see it. Of course, if I didn't believe I'm not enough, I would be enough. I mean, it's so straightforward, so simple. So sometimes the truth is really just the opposite of whatever you're believing. So you know, the simplest thing to do is just start to live into the opposite, right? If it's not, I'm not enough, then it is, I am enough. So, you know, that other money lie, I'm not a big deal. Well, what if I were a big deal? What would I be doing then? How would I be showing up then? You know, what evidence would I find then? And so, you know, because I had all kinds of evidence for I'm not enough, you know, my mom had left when I was around five, um, she left my dad and my dad got custody of us kids and I was the youngest of six. Um, he ended up remarrying and he married a woman who had three of her own children. Then the two of them had one together. So, I mean, there was like all kinds of kids spread out all ages and all of that. But when my mom left, she left my dad, but it felt like she left me. And yeah, she had visitation rights, but they were pretty skimpy, especially for that time. And especially for her being the mom. Um, I'm not really sure I was young, so I don't know how all of that transpired, but I only got to see her once a month and it was only for like a day. It wasn't even for an entire weekend. So, you know, when I got older, you know, when I became a teenager and, you know, um, and even after in you know, in my 20s and 30s, I just always felt cheated because we never had a mother-daughter relationship like my closest friends had with their mothers. And so I always felt like I missed out. I felt like it wasn't fair. I felt like I was lacking something and that somehow made me broken. So, and my subconscious interpretation of that was I'm not enough. 
I don't deserve better. So later on in 10th grade, my dad left to find a better paying job in a different state. And it wasn't his plan to not move us, you know, the kids that were left in the house there once he got settled, but that's actually what happened. So I stayed behind with my stepmom and lived with her and, and my siblings that were still at home, which I, I felt like the odd man out because all of my natural brothers and sisters had already moved out and all that was left was me and my stepsisters and my half sister. So I felt, you know, a little like I didn't belong. So again, he, he left and he didn't leave me, but I felt like he did. I felt, I felt left behind. So again, my subconscious made that mean I'm not enough. I don't deserve better. I don't deserve to have what I want, or I don't deserve for people to um, care about me or, you know, all of the things that go along with that. And so I got married at 18 and I moved away to another state with my new in-laws and in my, um, boyfriend at the time we got married, um, right after high school graduation and we were married for 10 years. You know, I was in it forever, but he wasn't. So he came home one night from work And he told me he didn't want to be married anymore. So he really did leave me. You know, I thought my mom left me, but she actually left my dad. I thought my dad left me, but he actually just left to find a different job. But my first husband, he really did leave me. So again, my interpretation subconsciously, I'm not enough. I don't deserve to, for people to care about me. So I guess I inevitably started to make that mean that there's something wrong with me. If everybody leaves, if everybody abandons me, there must be something wrong with me. And I had, I found lots of evidence for it. It felt true to my brain. And even though it was subconscious, that's exactly how I was showing up. And so if there are subconscious money lies like that for you, whether it's, I mean, and it may not be something that, um, you know, for lack of a better word, traumatic, or it may not be something like I'm not enough. It may just be something like, you know, what the things I do never work, or I never have enough time, or, you know, whatever it is. If you have money lies operating subconsciously, then you're going to show up in your business that way. And they're going to impact everything you do in your business. And that's exactly what my Elevate Retreat is all about. It's about finding all of those things that are impacting our business that we don't even recognize. And so that's how I was showing up in the world, as if I'm not enough and I don't deserve better and there's something wrong with me and I don't matter. Um, So it's just like that computer virus. It was running in the background undetected. And unless you specifically look for a computer virus, you're probably not going to find it. You 
probably won't even realize it's there, but just because you don't realize it's there doesn't mean it's not impacting the performance of your computer. When you detect it, you you can deal with it and you can restore the performance of your computer, but you have to go looking for it. You have to have a clue to go looking for it. And usually that's when your performance on your computer declines. You're like, Hey, what's going on here? And you go looking for something or you hire, hire somebody to come in, troubleshoot your computer. They find the virus and you detect it, you deal with it, you get rid of it, you restore the performance of your computer, you probably are gonna do a hard reset to get your computer running at full speed again, okay? All of that. And it's the same with money lies. Money lies are operating in the background and impacting the performance of whatever you're doing keeping you from getting whatever you want. And they're probably doing it like me at an identity level. It's probably a money lie that impacts who you think you are. And so that's why I'm talking about this in September, because in September, I'm talking about reinforcing your identity. And to reinforce your identity, you have to stay aware of those money lies that either were operating in the background or could still be operating in the background, because they're going to keep showing up and keep challenging that new identity. And in order to keep reinforcing them, you have to keep reinforcing the truth rather than the lie. Now, I was just blindly believing my sources. And so that those lies were what were reinforcing the identity I had at that time. And I didn't know if those sources were reliable because I didn't question them. And that's why they impacted me for so long. It was only when I detected and exposed my money lies and mastered them that I was able to start building some momentum in my business. And it's, it's not even as if that once I detected and exposed them, they never impacted me again. They continue to show up, but I, and so that's, that's why it's so important that I continue reinforcing who I truly am so that I can continue reinforcing that those are lies. And so I can continue reinforcing the truth that I discovered that replace those lies because they're not just isolated misunderstandings. There's a whole belief system that they were a part of though. And there are parts of that belief system that also need to be detected. Um, so, you know, it's a, it's a work in progress because there are going to be other parts of that belief system that that lie supported or are supported by those lies that may also need to be questioned. Some of those beliefs in that belief system may just automatically fall away once you um, address the money lies. Others are going to have to be addressed as well separately as additional money lies. But each lie I detect and expose I become more of who I was truly meant to be, more of who I truly am. Each time I strip away another money lie, I show up more as the person that does know what I'm here to do and um, does exactly what I know I'm supposed to do in order to, to have the impact I'm meant to have and in order to be the thought leader I know I'm meant to be in this space of money. So I don't know if the sources I'm trusting for my truth 
are reliable until I detect and, and expose the potential money lies. But I don't have to know if those sources are reliable if I just question everything that stands in the way of what I'm here to do. So that's why it's important just to, um, and that's one of the best ways to detect money lies. You don't go looking for a specific money lie necessarily. You go looking for what's different than what you want in your life. And that's how you detect the money lies. So that's a big part of what I do with my clients is we look at what they're not getting that they want. And we start to look at why. And that's how we detect and expose the money lies. And I don't have to know if those sources are reliable. I can just question what I'm, you know, what I'm not getting or what I'm believing. Um, so you just have to look for the lies and you have to know where to look for the lies. And it's helpful also to know what they sound like. And that's what I feel so strongly that I'm made to do because I've always been a seeker of the truth all my life. I've always been a speaker of the truth. I've always been a very high integrity and, and very honest and, and very forthcoming and very truthful. And that has been a, something that I highly value. And so I feel like I'm very fortunate to finally be in a position to use these great gifts that I was given, that I was designed for, to have the impact I'm, I'm meant to have. And so I will keep talking about money lies and I'll keep calling them money lies and I'll keep uh, seeking the truth and I'll keep speaking the truth and I'll keep equipping and empowering women to do the same. But if you want a life and a business that is based on truth, you have to be willing to step into that truth for yourself. My truth won't do you any good. I, I help, you know, I share my truth in case any part of it resonates with you and helps you, but you have to find your truth. You have to find your money lies and I can help you access your truth. I can help you you know, find those money lies. And that's a lot of what I'll be doing at Elevate Retreat in Nashville on, on October 22nd through the 25th. I'm helping women master their money mindset so that they can step into their truth and use their gifts to have the impact they're meant to have, just like I'm doing for myself. So I'm telling you that you can have a life where you know exactly where you want, where you can have exactly what you want and you know exactly how to get it. It's um, It becomes, once you detect and expose those money lies and you discover the truth, it's almost as easy as ordering that life on Amazon. <laughs> what would it be like to have a life like that? Free from worries. Sure, you can get that coming right up. To make as much money as you want. Sure, you can get that coming right up. It's just like you're ordering it on, on Amazon. And I am a very reliable source. The question is, do you want to believe that you can have it all? Or do you want to believe it's not truly possible for you? Because you are made for more. I truly believe that. But in order to get that more, I can't give it to you. You have to really believe that you're made for it. And so what are you going to do now that you know the truth. <laughs>